Ah, greetings and salutations, listeners. It's time for another edition of the Hard Night Lunchbox. Well into our ninth season of complete nonsense, utter chaos, and bitching and complaining by yours truly. Still unscripted as F. Sorry I'm late. I literally was just trying to do something for a friend. Uh, The Musicians Rock Network has been... They're having their 13th anniversary, which is just blah, bananas. I mean, I can't even... Um, although, when I do the math... Like, you, you, you do the math. <laughs> Sorry, ripping off Crystalia there. Um, when you do the math, it makes sense. Because I was in uh, Musicians Rock Network, Network when we were still G. Davey, which... That's uh, 2009. So, I'm not old. You're old. You're old. You're crying. I'm not crying. But I was just trying to do a little bit. It's so funny. Like, Nick Nick is such a good dude. Like, I mean, Nick is Nick. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, anybody that knows Nick is like, oh, yeah, Nick. But, like, who who isn't, like, a little quirky if you're trying to, like, help out, like, musicians and stuff like that? Like, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I like Nick. I've always liked Nick. Uh, but he asked me if I could just do something real quick for him, just a video, like, uh, you know, love you guys, like, mwah, one of those kind of things. And it took me uh, roughly three days to do that. <laughs> but he's like, I, I am so in the habit these days of not asking when somebody wants something, like, you know, when should I do this? It's just like, when do you need this by? Like, what is the literal deadline? And every time I say it, it always reminds me of, like, that Dimitri Martin joke where he's talking about expiration things. Expiration dates on on like products like food products and he's like you know like like you'll read something and be like best before and he's like that's not really like urgent information like you need like diarrhea after you know like <laughs> dangerous on you know like that kind of stuff so and I've I've reached DefCon seven in my own personal scheduling life so I'm at the point now where I'm just asking anybody that needs something from me. Uh, or that has asked something for me. Like, what is the actual drop-dead date? Like, I didn't even know that was really a phrase until this past year. Like, what's the drop-dead date on this? Like, <laughs> and believe me, I'm not looking to drop-dead myself. I am, I feel like I'm healthier than ever, which is not true. But I feel like it. Um, and uh, I'm just not going to drop-dead. Like, that's... That's what I'm saying right here, right now. Universe, if you're listening, that's the deal. All right, so let's just do that. Uh, but that's why I was late. It took me a couple minutes because I needed to bounce it over. And I actually realized I just did it. And in typical me fashion, I didn't send it to him. Like, I have to send it to him, like, right after the show. Like, so I got see, I got a little note. Video for Nick. My entire life is governed by uh, post-it notes. Like, I have post-it notes here. These are songs that people want to hear at December 16th when we play at, um, at Beery's with Craving Strange and A Farewell Fire and uh, Mikey Wayman. Uh, I have, these are my values that I normalize stuff at. I have a whole other pad right here. I've got, oh, this is today. We're going to be doing this. There's a new CAD song. We're going to premiere it for you today. Uh, so that'll be kind of cool. Um, I actually, I really like this one. It's still instrumental, but like in my, in my personal opinion, I feel like Kaz has stepped up his songwriting game, like a lot. And like Kaz is weird in the way that he accepts compliments or, um, deflects like any sort of criticism and stuff like that, because he knows that like 
what I think of his writing, I think it's very good, but I also think it's it's from a different point in time. And that doesn't make it bad, doesn't make it wrong. And certainly if you're doing a passion project, like by all means, do whatever you want to do. Uh, and, you know, once he once we kind of like came to that sort of understanding between the two of us, I think everything got a lot better. But he even said like his last record was a lot of stuff he had written like a decade ago and he just wanted to get it out. And that's that's a thing that I found with some songwriters and, you know, certainly some musicians like, well, I wrote it. So it deserves its place in the sun. And I I used to feel like that when I was in G. Davy, But like kind of once I got around to the diaries and that style of writing and production, like I Dude, I find songs all the time that's like, holy shit, I wrote that one, but it just, I never went forward with it. Like, I just, just living in the archives there. Like, I'm not Prince or, like, Frank Zappa, and, like, you're not going to find a vault of songs I worked on after I passed, and not my kids, uh, Moon Unit and Dweezil are not going to release that on a compilation, but there's definitely songs out there that I've just never done anything with because they were... Like the, it's like the fact that they're born does not necessarily give them the right to exist. Like if we want to be completely current <laughs> in today's political climate, that's how it is. But my point is, is that the new song is a huge, in my opinion, is a huge step forward uh, into the modern era. And I thought it was, I thought it was really good, and I said so. So I'm super proud and honored to be uh, debuting that later. We'll probably do that at the top of the hour. Um, but yeah, so. Um, so I was late because of Nick. It's all Nick's fault. You can blame Nick. Um, and uh, but I have sticky sticky notes all over. I like they're literally all over the place. You know, like little notes, things that I forget to mention. Like it's funny whenever I do like voiceover work. Like lately, I've been forgetting to slate my name at the beginning, which is like super important because you're, you're sending a file in of your voice, and it's like they know your voice. It's fine. But if they don't know your voice, then they need your name. And I keep forgetting to do that. So I actually have now a little file of me just saying my name. And I'll just add on to any file <laughs> that I'm sending out. It's like, dude, you don't have any idea how lame you have to be to forget to say your own name? I mean, that's where we're at. We're at lame seven. Like, is that is that the lowest lame? Lowest lame. Not lowest lame. That's the chick that was banging Superman. I am lowest lame which is my uh, superhero power, like super characters. I could be that, right? That sounds like a video game character. It's like, ha-ha, I am Lois Lame. Yeah, I could be on Star Fox. Like, oh, your father helped me like that too, Fox. As long as I'm not slippy. No! I'm trying to get Charlotte to play Star Fox, Star Fox 64, which I just think is one of the, simply one of the greatest video games of all time. But that's neither here nor there. That's a whole other show. Um, what else is going on? Rebel and I went into the studio for the first time in a few years. Uh, we started this past weekend. So, hold on. Yeah. Congratulations. We got drums done on that. So, I have a guess Noodle can just fuck off the rest of the year. So, that'll be cool. Um, yours truly is up next. I got to figure out when I'm going to do that. But that's going to be soon. I'm going to do some rhythms, uh, then bass and Kaz's nonsense. And then Kaz and I will go back in. We'll do melody guitars. And then... I will be batting clean up with vocals. And then we'll have new music for you. And won't that be fun? I am so in housekeeping. Uh, At the very last minute yesterday, I got out the uh, top 20 that's up today. Like, oh, it was... It was close, man, uh, and it's it's the one where I talk about how like the kids today are just like learning stuff on TikTok, and I say that I learn stuff on YouTube's because I'm older and stuff like that, and I just kind of make fun of a bunch of people. It's it's cool. Honestly, it's just typical of the top twenty. So like, check it out, please. Uh, like and subscribe. 
kind of need uh, all the subscriptions on the channel that we can get. My video could definitely use more views, more likes, and all that other stuff. I am going to try and stuff, start sharing it again, or stop saying that I'm going to do one of those things. I will say, um, I, this is not this is not surprising, but this was interesting, unpleasant, and nice. I have heard from a handful of musicians um, about the top twenty regarding Amityville Music Hall. And what went down the night of the Neon Skyline show with the uh, manager of the place, of Amityville Music Hall, who, in my opinion, uh, exhibited completely abhorrent behavior and honestly owes me at least a public apology, which I'm never going to get. Never going to get because, you know, those 20-somethings, they never do anything wrong and they're super entitled for whatever they think they is going on. And there is absolutely nothing more important going on in her life that's more important than mine. And I'm also not the asshole that disrespected the other person. So I deserve the apology that I'm never going to get. Never going to get from her. But I'm also never going to set foot in that place again. And I hope it shuts down. Like, I, I said it then. I really, I really do mean it. Because I am all for preserving venues around here. Because I think they're super important for music. But you know what I don't need is real, like, caustic and really nasty places that are completely anti-musician. Like, we don't need that at all. Like, most... most most things are stacked against the average musician anyway. They're definitely stacked against the original music musician and the original music bands. And honestly, we just we don't need to be treated like that. Like I'd rather not play than play there. And I'm certainly not going to give them my money ever. So again, I repeat my, my desire. I implore anyone and everyone within the sound of my voice to never give another dime to anything that will ever benefit Amityville Music Hall until... That manager is fired, and uh, they they significantly change the way they do business. But um, what I was saying is it's nice because I've been hearing from a few musicians that took the time to actually watch it. They understood it. Most of them have experienced it and are in complete agreement. And it's not a huge movement, but like maybe at some point it will be. And maybe all those people that messaged me took time out of their lives, like their busy lives, to watch a 20-minute video of absolute ridiculous nonsense, which this seems to be every single week, and find the five minutes that's worth listening to. They took the time to do that and then took the time to message me in solidarity, which I think is the point. Like, that's how we do things. Like, we are treated badly all the time by most of the world because we just are. And we don't need to be. Like, seriously, like, I'll bleep this out, I'm sure, but, like, fuck them. Like, what we are doing, we are creating something out of nothing. We are, we, we enter the realm of magicians and gods, right? We deserve to be treated better than some snot-nosed, twatty, 20-something manager with personal problems and no experience and no no honestly no reason to be running a place like absolutely no business running anything and managing people at all ever so hopefully like as it comes up and people are like oh i'm thinking about playing amityville music hall everybody that heard that will be like i wouldn't do that and here's why so hopefully like I don't wish people ill will, and I'm not malicious, but that place deserves to get shut down. And honestly, if it was just me, if it was a completely isolated incident, like, everyone has a bad day. It wasn't. It was other bands that night. It's been other bands before. And historically, their 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 track record is horrendous. So, fuck them. Complete, absolutely fuck them. Anyway, 
So thank you for watching the top 20 and uh, supporting uh, me, the channel, and that particular cause because I think it's important. That being said, it's time for me to lose some viewers and listeners. <laughs> I'm kidding. I do want to just delve into some a little bit of social commentary right now because it is, uh, what are we, a week out from the midterms at this point? We can change. Is it, is it the second, first? I forget. Uh, no, election day is the eighth, right? So we're just uh, we're just under two weeks till till the midterms. And the reality is, I don't, you know, I expect the Republicans to kind of sweep Congress. I'll be surprised. Uh, I'll be surprised if the if the Dem, Democrats can even hold on to the Senate. Uh, I can't imagine there's a chance in hell they're going to hold on to the House. And that's fine. Like it. It's representative of what the people across the country are saying, and it's not isolated. Like you, you a lot of a lot of people in the middle, like myself, used to talk about like the isolation of you know people that are extreme because they're the loudest, right? Like that's why people on the right are so mad at people on the left because they see all these like twenty something, all those you know quote unquote triggered people, like usually college students, super white, super entitled, like. They think it should all be fair and, you know, political correctness and stuff like that. So they see that and they think that's, you know, basically the entire party. And much like we see people that are extreme on the right, that are like complete racist, complete anti-Semites and stuff like that. And and people that just live to entitle rich people, rich white people. Like, that's what I see. I see it all the time. So, and, and, it's, and it's understandable to think that, like, that's what that whole party's about. I'm telling you, like, it's it's just not true, right? So, like, when you meet, when you discuss things, like, that are simple in the middle, like, I find, like, there's very, there's very small differences across that line, right? Between left and right, once, once kind of once you get to the middle. Like, I don't stand for any of the political correct stuff. I'm not, it's not my fight, and it's not, you know, I, I will honor it, but I'm not going to fight for it. You know what I mean? Like, if that makes sense. I am, however, for, like, any rights, you know, like the fact that like you know, gays and lesbians and all that stuff can marry, like 100. Uh, percent I think I've been very clear that I'm very for and pro women's rights to hold domain over their own body. Even I have limitations on that. Like I am not, uh, I'm not, I'm not okay with like, I don't even know, honestly, it's 48 week abortion. Like I, that seems ridiculous. Although I am, I have definitely threatened Charlotte with a 16 year uh, term on abortion because. I feel like, you know, we should be able to get rid of kids like whenever. But I kid, I kid, I adore her. Just a funny joke. <laughs> uh, like, I, I I try and be on the, the side of reasonableness. Um, and like, it's, like I've said, like, even in the abortion issue, like, if you are a true believer that life begins at conception and you are, you know, God's warrior and it's your duty to protect life, like... Yeah, man, take that stance, and that's fine. And that's who we should be having the discussions with, not people that are just, like, trying to control women. I told you most of what I've seen so far on the Internet is about, well, you know, women shouldn't, like, have sex with just about everybody. So it's all it's all punitive, right? Like, this whole sh all this stuff that's going on with Herschel Walker right now is the most hysterical thing to me. Like, I was seriously considering, you know those marked safe things that you can do, like, on Facebook? Like, I was literally considering just, like, saying, like, Hey man, today I'm Mark safe from being asked to get an abortion by Herschel Walker because apparently he's just like, like having sex 
unprotected sex and unmarried sex with so many people that he keeps getting them pregnant and has kept asking them to get an abortion. But he's your family values uh, like candidate in Georgia. Like, really? That's your guy? And there's other reasons for that. And I would actually just suggest you check out uh, Bill Maher's recent uh, it's not attack, but rant. Check. It's a good. It's a good check on the on the far left of the Democrats as to why people are still voting for people like Herschel Walker. Like it, it actually makes some sense. It's something to keep in mind. But I find that when we kind of just like thread in the middle there, like I'm just not all that far from like center right people, right? And that's that's a weird thing because it's just like what is your issue that's just a little bit more that way than mine, right? So. I've been doing a lot of listening and I've been doing some reading, um, but mostly listening because I, like, I'll, I'll listen to the news and like I'll check Fox Fox News every now and then, I'll just kind of find out what people are thinking. And it's just it comes down to a very simple thing. Like if you can put an I in front of it or a me in front of it, it's you're on the right. If you can put a we or an us in front of it, you're on the left. And that's really what it ends up being. Like people are worried about like my finances, how much I'm paying at the pump. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, I need to protect myself. Like, that is what people on on the right are worried about. That's why the economy is the number one issue. Crime is, is the number two issue. And then migrants are, like, the number three issue, right? Because migrants are coming here to take our jobs. And then people on the left are like, um, hey, we need women's rights back. And we're worried about uh, the LGBTQ rights and stuff getting, getting rolled back because Samuel Alito has already sort of signaled that. Uh, we're also concerned about the survival of our democracy and the integrity of our democracy. They have armed gunmen, armed vigilantes sitting in, in Arizona outside polling places. Like, dude, I mean, yeah, legally you're not allowed to come without like 500 feet or whatever the rules are in those particular states and counties. But like, that's not like a little intimidating. Like, you're allowed to do that in Arizona, but you can't bring water or food to people on an eight-hour line in Georgia. Right? And now they just rolled out this thing. Vice just rolled out this thing that transgendered people, people that have actually gone with either reassignment or are living those lives, like transgender people, which honestly, like, it's not my life. It's not my existence. It's not even my fight. But like I said, I will protect their rights to do those things because they're not they're not they're not bothering anybody else. And my take on that is like, as long as your right to do whatever does not infringe on somebody else's right then that constitution's pretty cool with that. But so what they're rolling out, they, they estimate that there's like 800,000 of, of trans, like actively transgendered people in the voting block this year. And people are actually, they're throwing voter challenges at these people. So it, at, at best, they can vote provisionally. In some places, they can't vote at all because I guess they don't match the, the, the M or the F on their driver's license in whatever state. I mean, like, you want to talk about voter suppression, like... That's it. That's totally it. And and we can go on and, and talk about like what's going on in like in Florida with like all the arrests of felons that have voted because as a felon, if you if you're convicted of a felony and released in Florida, you still get to pay taxes, but you no longer get to vote. Which half of me is like, all right, I understand. Like you lost your right to vote because you committed a felony, but also you're still paying taxes and you don't get to vote. Like. I want to say like I'm not a history expert, but I'm kind of getting there because the whole fucking reason we broke from England was taxation without representation. Like, does anybody remember that? Is that sounding at all familiar? What's my point? I have no idea. 
I actually had something I really wanted to, to say, and maybe I'll just float this here, and we'll talk about it later in the show. But for the past couple of weeks, I've had a big sort of uh, perspective shift and a paradigm shift, and I am em- embarking on an experiment. I am trying. I don't want to say I'm trying to become a Trump supporter, but I'm trying to support the issues that Trump supporters support. Why is that? Well, you might have noticed, this is not, believe me, there's no filters on here, but I am a white, straight male in America. And I, my friends, hold the keys to the kingdom. All I have to do is look out for myself, care about only my interests. Are my taxes going to be lower if the Republicans take over, especially in New York State? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. Are um, Is crime going to go down uh, in New York State if the Republicans take over? Maybe not, but we will certainly arrest more uh, minorities and more poor people, and we'll get them off the street so it'll look like there's less crime. Is my personal ability to get an abortion going to be affected if the Republicans take over? Nope. Not only am I too old to have an abortion, I do not have a uterus. Is my ability to get married to a man going to be affected? Probably. Is it going to really affect my life? Nope. I think men are pigs anyway. Even if I was gay, I don't think I would ever marry a man. That's just Some people like the dudes. So if I just sort of embrace... Oh, is my 401k going to go up when when Republicans take over the House and start removing like regulations and taxes and and stop investing in America? Yeah, absolutely. My my 401k is going to go up. So I'm trying... Like the old... I'm trying to really just get behind that because if I can do that, I feel like I'm going to be a lot happier. Because everything about me is going to get better. And that's kind of the takeaway I want to leave you with. If you find a real honest-to-God Trump supporter or super right-wing, like, super conservative, that's just shy of being anti-Semitic or racist. Like, they're not that. But they are very anti-poor. They definitely don't like brown people. They hate migrants. So, like, that edge. But, like, not full Nazi. But, like, you meet people like that. And if you want to meet them, you can just hop up on my Facebook page because those are the people that are just going and going and going and arguing and arguing and arguing. Every single one of them is only interested in I, me, and mine. Not one of them gives a shit about world affairs. They don't care about the the war in Europe. They generally don't care about women's rights unless it's their own right to own a gun. They definitely don't care about uh, anything in the LGBTQ community because they're not that and even if their kid is that like they don't want that in their house so that's fine and they're tired of poor they're tired of seeing the poor people and they're tired of paying for them and that's something that i can understand i'm tired of sharing my money with people too like i hate doing that like it's my money but do we let people die in the streets in this country i don't do they absolutely Everyone's going to be complaining about crime in New York for the next few weeks. Everybody. 
And even Lee Zeldin said on day one, if he becomes governor, he's going to declare a state of emergency, which I thought the Republicans hated, a state of emergency to get rid of cashless bail. Cashless bail only affects nonviolent criminals and misdemeanors. Everybody that does anything violent is never released without bail, without a cash bail. Just isn't. You can't be released for a felony, uh, for a violent felony in New York without some form of bail. So what is that going to do? Is that going to keep, like, turnstile jumpers? Uh, you know, all, like, I, I don't even know. Litter bugs? Like, traffic in front? Like, who cares? The real violence is real violence. People are complaining about, like, gangs and, and, and the, the mental, the, the EDPs, the emotionally disturbed people that are pushing people in the subways. Well, how do you think you fix that? You lock them up in jail, pay for their housing, their health care, and all their meals? Like, that's taking more money out of my pocket. So you'd rather do that than actually refund some of the mental health programs that New York City used to have, that used to care for those people, that kept them out of the subways, made sure they had their medicine, made sure that social workers were able to evaluate them and prescribe stuff that they needed. You don't want to pay for any of that. And then people are always complaining, like, well, cops aren't allowed. They can't even do their job because of the courts. That's a bunch of bullshit. Cops can and should. What I keep seeing is cops not doing their job. And I've seen plenty of cops, upper echelon, say that the reason they're not policing the, the subways and stuff is because they're still mad at people that supported the Black Lives Matter movement, even though New York City cops just ended up killing a bunch of black people. Like... Dude, step up and own it. Like, you had some bad apples. Like, just own it. But no, they're punishing people, and they don't want to go into the subways because that's where kids are, poor people are, all that other nonsense. Everybody that basically supported Black Lives Matter. So they're not policing those things. People are talking about, like, gangs in, like, the Bronx and stuff like that. Yeah, no shit. What do you want to do about that? Hire more police officers? Who wants to pay for that? I thought you wanted lower taxes. People have no answers, but they want to protect them and theirs. And they don't really give a shit about you and yours. I promise you that. People talking about gun violence. How do we stop gun violence? Well, the left thinks maybe we should have less guns. The right thinks everybody should have guns. What do you think? Like, what do you really think? They're talking about innocent bystanders, like the, how it's just going through the roof in New York City. Is it their fault that they weren't ready with their Smith & Wesson to defend against the bullet that they had no idea was coming? Is that really the logic? But no, it's about me. I'm going to protect me and myself with my gun. But don't give those people guns. Criminals can't have guns. Why not? If everybody can have a gun, criminals can have a gun. I don't know. I've talked way too long, so I'm going to shut up. And I'm sorry about that. I'm very mad about this. Because it's the reason I can't convert myself over to that line of thinking is because I was raised better than that. And to be perfectly honest, I'm a better person than those people. And I'm hoping, if you're listening to the show still, that you are too. And that's really the best I can do.